Hello, friends, and welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and today we have a special treat. You know, in recent podcasts, Becky and I have been talking about the value of content marketing, the value of putting helpful content on our church's websites, of having a pre-guest strategy that does include placing relevant content content that answers the questions people are asking online. We are big proponents of that. Well, that got us to thinking that we should do a podcast or two on church websites. So, I'm very pleased to announce that today we have a couple of special guests on our podcast who will address the topic of church websites, why they are important, recommendations for what should go on a church website, examples of content that probably should not go on the church's website, how to get started on a church website, and so forth and so on. And the two special guests that we have today in this podcast, well, you may know them already. They they have some expertise on this subject. They have done lengthy research on church websites, and frankly, they have an eye for such a thing. And I'll say this too, they have a special qualification They are both millennials, so they have a perspective that maybe you and I don't have. I'm talking about our two guests today. They are Susanna and Bryce Kidwell, who also just happen to be our daughter and son-in-law. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dad. Glad to have you with us today. sweet. Well, thanks for having us. This is fun. I'm, I'm really excited that you guys are talking about this subject because you have some expertise on this subject that frankly I don't have. In fact, you have expertise on all things technological and (laughs) digital and online. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but I'm impressed that you wanted to address this topic in the first place. Oh, well, I think it's an important topic. I think it's an important topic, and I think our listeners will see that as we discuss and converse about this subject. So, are you ready to get started? Let's Let's do do it. it. Okay. Let's ask this first question, and let's just start at the very beginning. Why is a church website so important? And maybe the question before that, is a website, is a church website important? And yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, that would be the preliminary (laughs) question. Okay. I've sat in enough elders meetings where they ask that question, and it's sort of like, well, I don't know. So it is important. I think it's very important. I think it's really important because there was a time, you know, the 50s and 60s, where the church's front door was its front door and the foyer, and the track rack, and all the people who were there saying hi. Um, And that's changed. We've seen so much change with our technology. Churches, in in some ways, have been really slow to embrace some of that technology. I think you might agree with that. Yes. And so your front door has really shifted from from your actual front door, or from the yellow pages, to now now we believe that a, a church's front door is its website, and the content that it has on there. People make decisions to come to your church based upon your website. When we start looking for churches and looking for places to go, no matter where we are, the first thing we look for is a website. And we we will do a thorough job going through your website to make sure that that's where we want to go. Bryce, do you think that's true of all generations? Is, is it primarily true of your generation or what? What do you think? I think it's becoming true of all generations. I would agree. I don't think it's there yet. Like your generation, probably not. My mom and dad, probably not. But I think it's it's progressing and trending that direction, especially especially anybody younger. And so if you don't have a good, solid website, 
you're missing out on a couple of different generations. Good. Very good. Okay, great. Uh, any other ideas on, on why a church website is so important in your opinion? Well, I think a second reason is that this website is, is your way to get your mission out to the world. Uh, without somebody even having to come into your door. I think you just about have to have a digital presence today or else you're doing a disservice to your to your mission. I know you spent a lot of time in the podcast previous to this talking about how important a mission and vision and strategy is. And if you don't have a good solid website, you're doing a disservice to your mission. I don't think you're doing a good job fulfilling it. Any other ideas on why it's so important? I might add here too, Dad, Um, And this one is a little hard maybe to digest or to think about, but a church website is almost a direct reflection of your church. Hmm. So if your church is directionless, your website will show that. If you don't have a clear mission and vision, like Bryce was saying, your website will reflect that. Um, And that's kind of hard to think about. You know, Bryce and I have even looked at some websites and said, well, yeah, let's go ahead and visit here. But after looking at the website, I think we know how our visit's going to go. And it's kind of sad to say, but I think 99.9% of the time that's been true. Um, What we saw on their website was kind of a direct correlation of our experience. So you can tell a lot about a church just by their website? Yes. Okay. I would definitely say you can. (laughs) So I think with this podcast, really what we want to do is encourage churches to really think about their website and to put some time and effort and energy into it. Um, because it really is a true first step um, in what you might call a hero's journey. Okay, a hero's journey. Well, that's new That's new terminology. What do you mean by the hero's journey? And tell me, what does that have to do with the church's website? I'm going to let Susanna answer that. <laughs> okay. You just took us deep and then just wafted it over, didn't you? <laughs> um, okay, the hero's journey. You've heard of this, haven't you, Dad? I have heard, I've read about it. Okay, I'm not quite for sure who coined this term. Um, But the hero's journey, you have a character, they embark on an adventure, um, they face obstacles, or they're having a problem that they're trying to solve. Along this journey, they meet a mentor who helps them, guides them, shows them a path to success, right? Um, the character ends up going through the whole journey and they come out on the other end, a better person, a better version, you know, you know what I'm talking about with that. <clears throat> Sounds like Donald Miller and story brand, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes. Which by the way, would be a great, a great resource for churches to look at. I agree. Story brand. I agree. A great resource, a great book, um, as a side note there. <laughs> so how does that relate to a church's website or to a church? That's a good question. A church website gets to showcase how you're going to help people on their spiritual journey. So the church would be the mentor Mm -hmm. and the people who actually want to be helped by the church would be the heroes. There you go. Okay. There you go. I think that's a big change in perspective. I agree. Because a lot of times I think the church views their website as a place where someone comes to find out about them instead of thinking that the person that comes to the website is visiting them to know how they're going to help them. Okay. A, a, a different shift there. That is a shift. So what I'm saying, you know, ultimately is the church is not the hero. The person visiting your website is the hero. Oh, well, now that's a great line, I think. And, and I think that's a distinction worth saying again, mm-hmm. is that the church is not the hero. The people who visit are the hero. The, maybe the first-time guests are the hero. So yes. a lot of churches think people want to know about them. 
mm-hmm. when in fact they want to know how you are going to help them. Yes. And so even having that, that frame of mind might help you design your website differently. Okay. Folks, if you've been listening to our podcast recently, you know we've been talking a lot about answering the questions people are asking. That's really what we want to do on this podcast. We want to answer the questions that church leaders are asking. Now, we have pages of questions that we believe church leaders are asking, but, you know, we thought, too, to give you the opportunity to reach out to us with your questions. Are there practical questions that you would like us to address? What are those questions? If you would send them our way, we will be happy to consider building podcasts around those questions. We at Connect3 Ministries believe in sharing helpful, relevant, and practical information that will help churches and leadership teams to become high-performing. So, if we can help you, just let us know and send your questions to me at carrie at effectivechurchleaders.com. That's carrie at effectivechurchleaders.com. Send those questions. We'll be glad to address them. Can you give us an example or two or three of what you mean by websites that tell more about the church than how the church will help guests? In other words, uh, content that tells about the church versus content that tells how people might be helped by the church so that people are the heroes. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Um, okay, let's think here. First example, when I come to your website and the first thing I see is a picture of your building, or I come to your website and the first thing I see is a picture of people worshiping. What's wrong with the picture of the building? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Especially if you have an attractive building. What's wrong with that? It's real invigorating, isn't it? There's a parking lot and a building, you know. I mean, which one displays the hero in that? I I get your point. the people worshiping. I get your point. Okay. Another example. If I go to a website and the first thing I read is, we're glad that you have stopped by to learn what we're all about. Hmm. Or I go to a website and I read, helping you become the person God created you to be. I see the difference. You know, there's definitely a big difference Mm -hmm. there. Um, Another example might be, I read on a website, there are ministries and activities for all ages versus being a Christian is about more than liking Jesus or knowing about him. It's about becoming like him. Everyone has a next step to take toward Jesus, whether it's your first one or one in a long journey with God. What's your next step? Okay. That one actually really displays... The hero's journey. Well, tell, tell us more about it. Explain that. Unpack that for us. If a church says on their website, we have all these ministries and activities, what does that say about the church or about the people they're trying to reach? It says that maybe they're just wanting to get them involved in something. Get involved in this ministry. Get involved in this program. And what's wrong with that? I'm pushing you, aren't I? You are. <laughs> and this is good because it's, it, this is hard to communicate clearly. Feel free to jump in any time, Bryce. This is hard to communicate clearly. Um, we want people to be involved in a part of things, but that is not normally the first step people are going to take. Uh, and that may not be where they are spiritually. I think one of the things that it communicates too is is busyness. It communicates where a church's priorities are. Mm. If your priorities are in this huge list of activities that you have going on, chances are your pri- the church's priorities are in the activities and not necessarily in the people 
that they're trying to reach. Good, good. So you think it would be better then in that case, Susanna, for the church to say, uh, this is the path that you can follow. What is your next step? Here it is. You think that's better than, here's a whole list of our ministries. Yes, and one of those steps on the path may be getting involved in some sort of ministry serving but not everyone may be there yet you know and hearing someone say here's a list of all of our ministries and activities is kind of stressful put some pressure on you and someone say oh i'm not going to go there because i may not be in that position yet that's just too much pressure they're not yet ready to take that step and sometimes you want people to experience jesus first before we just start pushing them into well absolutely quite ready and i think that phrasing communicates okay okay You know, so I really think churches need to reframe who the hero is, and it starts with your website. Very good. Very good. Actually, I think it might, it starts in your mission, vision, and strategy. Okay. But your website is, is, since the website's what we're talking about today, that's going to be where we start from today's podcast. Good. Yeah. (laughs) You're starting, like, it's one thing to have the, have the mission, vision, and strategy in your meetings and in your committees and whatever, but how do we project that out into the world? Good. And the website is a good way to do that. Good. So you do think it is possible to tell a lot about a church just by their website? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, in all of your research, looking at hundreds of church websites, what have you seen? Oh, man. (laughs) If your church website is dated, in all of the church websites that I've seen, if... If it doesn't look like your website's been updated in the last 10 or 15 years, that throws up a huge red flag. If my experience on your website is not very relevant, that often to me means that the that the experience inside your church is not going to be very relevant. Okay, you really are tying what goes on in that church to what is on the website. Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. So it needs to be it needs to be fresh and current. What else have you seen? Well, another thing that we've seen, um, if the church website has a lot of misspellings, um, you know, a lot of ministries instead of a lot of ministries. Mm. That's a big red flag. If there's lots of links that don't work or if there's lots of pages that read coming soon, you know, the first thing that crosses my mind is that it's probably been coming soon for a long time. Now you're talking my language, Bryce. Let's talk <laughs> English grammar here. Let's talk about the importance of, of spelling something correctly and using the right grammar and the right tense and all of that. Okay, so you're saying if there are misspellings and if links don't work, that's a turnoff. That's a huge turnoff. Okay. That's a huge turnoff because if you haven't taken the time to to fix some of those things on a website, that's pretty easy. Those are pretty easy things to fix on a website. You know, what does that communicate about? about what I'm going to experience when I come to visit your church. You're talking about quality here. Yes. And, and, and can I make the assumption that you believe that quality is important to people today? I think it's hugely important to people today. That's what attracts people, that's what attracts people to everything, I think, okay. is, the, is the quality. You're looking for something that's going, to, that's going to last, but you also want something that's well done. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be flashy, but as long as it's done well. And that starts with the website. It starts, it starts at your front door. Okay. What more would you say about that? I might chime in and say that if a church or website contains a lot of insider language, member-only logins, uh, the word family, if you see that often in a website, or if there's like a lot of spiritual vocabulary that maybe only longtime Christians would understand, then that might reflect your church to be only for insiders, Mm. to be kind of exclusive. In other words, not very welcoming. 
Okay, now I understand uh, the need to use language that outsiders understand. I, I think you're exactly right. Insider language is a real turnoff. But now, mm-hmm. using the word family. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I mean, why would that not attract people to a church if they think the church is like a family? You know, eventually, I think you want to get to that point, right? Our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are family. That's the beauty of being a Christian in this family. But when I think when you see that on a website, it can be a turnoff because that almost tells people that this is a close-knit group of people and it's going to be hard to break into this group okay. or to meet people. Or they may not be, they may not want visitors. You know, some families like to just be with their families and they may not like a lot of people coming in. So it could demonstrate that to people as well. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Very good. All right. Why don't we call it a day and save some of our other recommendations and suggestions for next time. In this episode, we've talked about the importance of a church's website, how that it is the church's front door and how that every church needs some kind of digital presence. We've talked about the importance of telling how the church can help first-time guests on their website rather than telling potential first-time guests all about the church. That is, making the first-time guest the hero on the website instead of the church. And we've also talked about certain recommendations or suggestions for what should go on that church's website. In our next episode, we're going to welcome Susanna and Bryce back to the microphone, and we're going to ask them to give us more recommendations more insights on what they think should go on the church's website and possibly what should not go on that church's website. All right, friends, that's all for this episode. We hope to return next week when we'll offer another episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive.